the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you a Christian leader, entrepreneur, or lifelong learner seeking to unlock your leadership potential? Dr. Derek Greer's Renaissance Leadership Network provides you with biblical principles and practical life lessons from top leaders, influencers, and experts across the world. It's time to remove limitations and start seeing world-class, measurable results in your ministry, business, or otherwise. Go to rlnleadership.com and register for our next free monthly leadership session. That's rlnleadership.com. You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Bishop Derek Greer, the radio ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. We're so glad you joined us, and we pray that you are strengthened and transformed by God's Word today. Are you ready? Let's get into the Word as we continue the teaching from our previous broadcast. He said, it is I do not. The Word of God showed up. Do not be afraid. When you were at your lowest, you got to keep looking to the highest. Jesus was telling them, stop all that worrying, that hand wringing, all that upset. You may be surprised by this journey, but I am not. Trust me. And Peter answered, and this is the part I wanted to get to this morning. He said, Lord, if it is you, when you're in the middle of a storm, that's really the only thing you need to know. Lord, is it you? You see, in God's economy and God's scheme and God's plan, now the devil means the storm. The devil's trying to kill him. The devil's trying to wipe them out. But the devil has a plan, but God has purposes. Play attention. The devil has a plan, but God has purposes. And even in the midst of the devil's plan, he can work his purpose. But God's purposes in the storm are to wean you, or they're designed to eliminate all of our false dependencies. You see, they were trusting the boat. Peter was trusting the rowing strength of John. John was trusting the rowing strength of James. All of them were trusting the weather. 
others of them were trusting the water. But Jesus said, I want you just to trust my word. And there are things in your life that you have trusted. And they have broken your little heart. But God is in his wisdom is just trying to wean you from dependencies that will hurt you and kill you and bring you down. The only thing above the storm was God's word. And when I'm in the middle of it, that's what I reach for. That's what I cling to. That's what I got to hold on to. He said, now the first service didn't pull this out of me this way. Y'all call them in the first day and say, they need to pray more. Like y'all. He said, he said, Lord, if it's you, command me. I need a commander in an hour like this. I don't need no suggestion. I don't need no bright ideas. I need the Lord of hosts. I need the commander of the seas, the waves, and the wind. I need the Lord Jehovah in my life. I need God to show up in an hour like this. Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. This was a bold ask. But what I want you to understand, the thunder of the storm did not silence or conquer the roar in in Peter's heart. And don't let your last storm steal your roar, steal your desire, steal your thirst for what's next in your life. No guts, no glory. God honors bold prayers because bold prayers honor him. Pray a prayer big enough only God can answer. Stop praying for things you can fix on your own, but pray a big prayer. And when Peter came down out of the boat, and this is my guy here, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Every time I teach you this story, I remind you the fact Peter wasn't really walking on the water. He was walking on God's word. And if you want to get through whatever you're facing, you're going to have to learn to walk on God's word. What did God say? But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he took his eyes off Jesus and he's paying attention to the wind, his unfavorable circumstances. It's a trick of the devil. When he saw that the wind was boisterous, he got afraid. You see, he had faith when he first stepped out of the boat. But whether you make it to your goal is not determined on how pleasant your circumstances but your focus. I think you missed that. Your focus on the ugliness of your problem instead of the faithfulness of God. And he got his focus on his circumstances and off his God. 
It's not the size of the giant in your life, but the God in your life that makes the difference. And what you focus on when you're in the middle of your crisis, he's the alpha and the omega we just sang, but he's also God in the middle. And what we focus on in the middle is what gets us to the end. And beginning to sink, Peter cried out and said, he said, Lord, save me. How many know Peter didn't get everything right? Jesus told him to come and he starts sinking. Jesus didn't say sink, he said come. But he cries out because he messes up. How many of you can identify with Peter? You you had a rush of faith. You made that decision. But you didn't have what it took for the long haul. It's one thing to get started. It's another thing to keep it going. I felt like I punched somebody. I didn't mean that in a bad way. But it helped you. Peter said, Lord, save me. What I want you to hear is Jesus still hears a sinner's prayer. He didn't get it right, but Jesus heard Peter's prayer. But please understand there's a difference between saying a prayer and really praying. It doesn't have to be a long prayer. You don't have to speak in Elizabethan English. When I first started praying, I had some language in my prayers. But God met me where I was and he heard my cry. It doesn't have to be a perfect prayer. It's just the effective, fervent prayer. The earnest, heartfelt prayer. It's that I'm not playing God. I I need you now, God. And if if you don't help God, no other help I know, God. Lord, reach down and help a sinner like me. The effective Fervent, righteous prayer, a prayer of a righteous man that that, that avails much. Now, now I'm going to talk about this maybe later. But you say, well, well, righteous, I got to be right. My righteousness don't come from me. My righteousness is filthy rags. My righteousness comes from Jesus. I'm going to digress and I'm going to come back and we're going to finish. Every time I try to tell this story, I tell it wrong somehow. I'm going to try one more time. Try one more time. Thank you. Pull with me. Pray, pray that I get the story right finally, okay? So, there was a shepherd with a whole bunch of sheep. And one day, one of the mother sheep snuck out of the gate. He got stepped on by a cow and died. So 
the little baby lamb was left as an orphan. And the shepherd tried to take the little lamb and give him to another mother with little lambs herself so he could nurse at her breast. But every time the little lamb tried to come, she'd kick him away. So what the shepherd did, he decided that he would take the fleece or cut off the fur of the dead little lamb and put that fleece on the orphan lamb. Pay attention to what I'm about to say. So when the orphan lamb went to nurse at the sheep's breast, she smelt her lamb. She no longer rejected that lamb because she thought that that was her lamb because he was wrapped in the wool. I think I got it right this time. Of the other baby lamb. When we come to God, he doesn't smell my righteousness. I've been wrapped in the wool of the Lamb of God who died for my sin and God smells Jesus and he lets me nurse, he lets me feed, he lets me eat, he receives me based on his righteousness, his sacrifice, his death, not my own. So when I go to God based on my merits, man, you get out of here. I'm a holy God. But when I go to the Father saying, I'm hungry, God. I thirst, God. I need you, God. And I come in the name of Jesus, clothed in his righteousness. I'm always received. Hallelujah. Give God a hallelujah for me finally getting that story right. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Verse 31. And we're out of here. And immediately, this thing keeps moving. Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him. Jesus is strong enough to catch you. Jesus is strong enough to catch you, but you got to call him, call him, call him. Sometimes mother can't call him. Sometimes daddy can call him. Sometimes your pastor can't call him. Your friends can't call him. But you got to learn to call him for yourself. It's just my imagination, but sometimes I feel like God is so jealous of Google. Every time we have a problem, we Google it. 
and we've lost the art of calling on that name above every name that can be named. We lost what the ancients one had. Whether it was the potato famine in Ireland or, or the slaves in, 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 in the fields, they knew how to call on that name above every name that is named. He stretched out his hand. Watch this. Peter messed up. Peter's thinking, making a fool of himself as far as the disciples are concerned. But he's like, at least I got out the boat. But that's another, another point. <laughs> but then Jesus said to him, oh, you of little faith. Why? Why? Did you doubt? I want you to notice a pattern with Jesus. He saves first and corrects later. You don't have to get it all right before he saves you. But has anyone in this room ever tried to step out with more faith than you really had? Uh Oh, you of little faith, why? Jesus is not just asking a question. He's trying to get Peter to come back to his thinking. I said this a few years ago, and it just speaks to this moment. Peter, you were already walking on water, doing what no one else has ever done in the history of man except for God himself, Jesus. You were already doing it. Why? 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 Many of us in this room, you're already doing what you couldn't do. You're further along than you ever imagined. You thought it would kill you. You thought it would take you out. But you are doing the impossible. But now for some strange reason, you're preoccupied by the circumstances. I mean, you're already doing it. And God at one point had to yell this point to me, boy, you're doing it. Why are you tripping? What's your problem? Think about it. Has he not been faithful up to this point? Has he, has he not brought you out? Is God suddenly going to change? Oh, you're a little bit. Why do you doubt? It's illogical. For God not to finish the work he begun in you. It's irrational. It's a crazy moment to think that all of a sudden God's going to just walk away and leave you where you are. Oh, you little faith, why did you doubt? God will save you despite your doubt, but he wants to train you to do better. Will the God that called you not keep you? Is he not able to sustain you? Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? I'm pretty much done today. But what I want to say to you is the scriptures are not promising you that if you come to him, you'll never go through a storm. It's not in the Bible. 
The scriptures are not promising you that you will never make a mistake. The scriptures are not promising you that you will never have moments where you start to sink. But the scriptures are promising you, if you call him, if you call him, if you call him, he will catch you. I don't care how deep the water is or how reckless the deed. Call him and he will catch you. God's capacity has not changed. But maybe our calling on God has. And I feel like he's saying to some folks in this room, stop all these little cursory prayers. These little inch deep prayers. You check the box. Well, I prayed about it. No, you didn't. I mean, grab the horns of the altar. I mean, lean in until you hear and you know that you know God has heard. Pray. Some answers you can't Google. You may have to turn over your plate. You may have to turn off your phone. You may have to go into a secret place in your house. It might take you more than a a couple minutes. It might take you a couple hours. It might take you a couple days. But if you call him, he will answer. He's that type of God. I've heard it said... I can't prove this, but I've heard it said by folks that study these types of things. In the ancient world, a Hebrew parent would not stop spanking their child. And I'm not, please, don't, don't get, you know, government to take your children from me. I'm just talking about <laughs> the way it used to be. <laughs> Got to preface these things. But a Hebrew would not stop spanking his child until he cried or she cried. And sometimes we're in seasons of discipline because we're so strong, we're biting our lip. But we're not going to cry out from the heart. But the devil has a purpose in your, well, has a plan in, in your storm, but God is working a purpose. And God wants that plaintive wail to come out of your heart that reaches into heaven. He wants you to cry from the ends of the earth. That's what the the psalmist said. From the ends of the earth, I will cry to you, oh God, my rock. Even when God seems far away, even when it seems later than it should be, even when how could this happen in the will of God? God is saying, if you cry out to me, I will answer. I am still God. The issue is not my power. The issue is your cry. Are you crying out for God? Do you really want him? Do you really hunger and thirst for the divine in your situation? And my prayer today is that this message has salted you. You get a whole lot of popcorn in the movie theater. They're smart. You know how much that stuff costs? Not only they charge you a million dollars for the popcorn, but then they charge you another million dollars for the Coke. (laughs) But they're smart. They put salt in the popcorn, so you need the Coke. 
Sometimes God salts our lives so that we need him more than the air we breathe. And if you're in that situation, don't curse God, don't walk away from God. The devil got a plan, but God's working a purpose. Cry out to him. He will hear a sinner's prayer. Hallelujah. Praise God. Bless you, Jesus. Mm. 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 They'll feel that too. Ah. Mm. Mm. If you got to go home and listen to this message again, it's free. Go on the internet, listen to it again. And then shut your door, get on your knees, and talk to your God. You've been listening to Live Big with Bishop Derek Greer. We pray that God's Word has equipped you to think big, do big, and live big in a way that your life overflows and blesses those around you. If you want to learn more about becoming a Christian or you feel that you need to rededicate your life to Christ, we want to walk you through the steps to do so. Go to gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more and watch videos from Bishop Greer that will guide you into your life in Christ. Again, that's gracechurchva.org salvation. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at gracechurchva.tv. While you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big. It's with the help of folks like yourself that Derek Greer Ministries can bring God's life-changing and impactful gospel to over 100,000 people around the world each week. As we begin the new year, we have a fresh opportunity to join together and help the hurting. Please consider partnering with Derek Greer Ministries to help spread God's message even further via radio, television, and the internet. Getting started is easy. Go to DerekGreer.com. That's DerekGreer.com. And select the green Donate button at the top right of the screen. Thank you and God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.